Hello, everyone, and welcome. This is Jennifer Rizial, founder and spiritual director of Soul Language, and I'm dedicated to providing my listeners with tangible tools to embody their divinity and create a life based on freedom. This is Ask and Answered by Soul, where we focus on topics that will guide you to listening and utilizing your essential nature. Today, I'm with Andrew Kaplan, or Andrew Cap, and we're talking about everything you wanted to know about the law of attraction, but didn't know enough to ask. Welcome, Andrew. Hey, Jennifer. Thanks so much for having me. Really excited for our conversation today. I'm so excited. So briefly explain to everyone why you're under Andrew Cap, because I want to make sure that they get the real you. Yeah, well, so long story short, there's already an Andrew Kaplan writing books out there, and I did not want to cannibalize his sales or create confusion. So, uh, and people actually used to call me Cap, kind of like as a as a nickname or whatever. So, when I published a book, I wanted to make it easy and eliminate the confusion. Hence, Andrew Cap. When you look for the book on Amazon, I love that. So, my first question for you is: What has your soul or your essential nature shared with you throughout your journey? Hmm. You know, it's so interesting because that question can be taken so many different ways and therefore answered so many different ways. Um, So based on my um, understanding of the question, the way I'm hearing it, um, it's it's shared with me a pathway and an understanding that there is a purpose for everyone being here, including myself, but not a requirement to know it other than living in the moment and going through the experience. That's pretty much what's been occurring to me as I've just gone on through my life. I love that. And I think that's key. I think that's about being present. I think that's really, you know, creating a conscious response versus operating from programming. Mm. So you wrote this amazing book uh, and I actually bought it everyone. So everyone should know that because I'm not really a quote self-help girl book. I know I write them, but You wrote this book called The Last Law of Attraction Book You'll Ever Need to Read. So the first question I want to know is, why did you write the book? Mm, So, well, (laughs) there's a short (laughs) answer and a long answer to that, depending on on what direction you might want to take. But um, I I will say, (laughs) I I learned about the law of attraction a, a long time back, had my own bumps and bruises with it, and after a really bad week, decided to finally go all in. And, and the, in, the life changes that I experienced were nothing short of miraculous, which again, I'm happy to, to go into details. But um, bottom line is once I learned that whatever this thing is, and we'll call it the law of attraction, once I learned that <laughs> it works if you work it, I was forever changed. And it wasn't until 10 years after that, that I was just doing something new in my business. And I had to ask myself, what haven't I done yet that I really will be excited about, that I'll wake up every day enthusiastic, excited to engage with customers, to be candid, I won't be bored. And hopefully <laughs> I'll be adding value to the world. And it was like, wow, well, I've, I've got this whole situation where I turn my life around with this modality. What if I could share all the things in the context that addresses the way I used to get in my own way and serve that up to people on a silver platter? And, and that's what inspired the book, just as a way of saying, listen, we've read all the books, we've seen all the programs. What's the one piece missing? Why did, why do we get on board with this? Why do we get excited? Why do we start? Why do we get results? And why do we still quit after that? If I could address that and stop people from doing that, then they can learn through their own life experience and they're forever changed. Okay. So, you know, everyone's asking the question and I'm going to ask it so everyone mm-hmm. can hear it. Why do they quit? When something works, why do we give up? Yeah. So <laughs> I know it's I, that, that pause everyone you heard was like it's really a long answer but 
Yeah, well, it is. I'm going to try to, I'm going to shorten it though. I'm going to do my best. Well, here's the thing. Believe it or not, it can be answered in an interview like this. That's the crazy thing. Um, so the way I break it down is we have three minds, at least as I describe them. And obviously I'm not a clinical psychologist or anything like that. But in my life experience, the way I can explain this tangibly is we've got our conscious mind, we've got our subconscious mind, and right in the middle, we've got what I define as the ego, which is way stronger than the conscious mind, but nothing compared to the subconscious. And the ego, as I define it, has one job in this world, and that's keeping you alive. And that's good or bad news, depending on where you are in your life, because that means whatever money problems you might have, whatever relationship problems, even whatever health problems you might have, all your ego knows is that in this moment, you are alive. Therefore, your probability of survival in these circumstances, according to it, is 100%. And it does not want to risk that or, or change the status quo, even if you've got what you view as an improvement, because you might want to be rich and famous. But for all your ego knows is when you're famous, you've got a stalker. And that's a threat to your survival. <laughs> all your ego knows is when you get rich, distant family comes out of the woodwork and tries to take your house from you and sue you. It's a threat to your survival. So it loves you. It's trying to protect you. But in its own misguided way, it keeps you stuck in place because it's not interested in your satisfaction or your comfort or your happiness or your fulfillment. It just wants you to be alive. And that's why we do something, whether it's the law of attraction, whether it's working out, whether it's relationships or whatever it might be, we start to build up steam. And then there's that little voice in the back of our head that talks us out of it because it's scared, not that we're going to be happy, but that a change is going to occur that it can't project or prevent. And the reason I snuck in the answer about the subconscious mind in there is because again, ego, even though the ego is so much stronger, if you use methods like gratitude and visualization, you will bypass the ego, access the subconscious mind, which will talk to the universe and govern a lot of your activity three-dimensionally. And then all of a sudden, you're going to find a lot of success along that route. Love it. So what has been the most misunderstood portion of the law of attraction Mm. so for me it's it's definitely in my experience before i figure this out um the problem is people do the methods to get the result and i know when i say that and people hear me say that like well well duh what what, why else would we do the methods andrew like what are you even talking about here and what i mean by that is you know you do a method let's say you want a job promotion when you're doing a method to get that job promotion your focus is still on the lack of the job promotion. Just by engaging in that process, trying to force a result from the universe, you are affirming the opposite of what you want and putting out that energy. And if you don't believe in law of attraction, well, then you're programming your subconscious mind. And what you should instead be doing is you should be doing whatever method, whether it's a gratitude or scripting or visualization or whatever it might be, you should be doing that method for the sake of enjoying the method in the moment, just enjoying it, just feeling good. And then in an ironic twist of fate, you send out the signal of what you want, and then what you want comes to you. So in other words, when humans are told that they have to do something and they make it a chore, it yes. doesn't really work. You use the perfect word there, Jennifer. I, use, I always say this should be a choice and not a chore. This should be something that you get to do, not something that you have to do. The moment it becomes a commitment or an obligation, you are going against yourself no matter how hard you try. And the harder you try, the more you go against yourself. If you're not having fun, you should not be doing it. So if you include this kind of as part of your sacred practice, not because people have told you to do it, but because it resonates, yes. things are going to move fairly quickly in your life. 
Yeah, well, not only that, not only will, will they move here, um, fairly quickly, the results will be better. But also, um, if you're really doing it right, you won't be worried about the speed of the result because you'll be actually experiencing joy in the moment. I forgot, I, we've had a couple conversations before we hit the record button today, and I forgot if I ever mentioned this to you, but even though I view joy as a manifestation and a result in and of itself, I also view joy as a strategy. Joy is something that's accessible in bite-sized pieces and in grand chunks. And if people can find a way to experience joy, whether it's through a gratitude process or petting their dog or calling a loved one or playing basketball or whatever else it might be, that's when they're really accessing the power of the universe to bring them what they want. Yeah. And here's the thing, everyone. You can use your divine intelligence, your body's lack of free will to put you in a consciousness of joy, even if you've never felt it. Mm. It's simply divine intelligence. Fill me with a feeling and knowing of divine joy. Right. And I just smiled a little. Right. I love that. Right. Like, I think so often we're so used to doing the heavy lifting. We're so used to having to, you know, our part is very little when it comes to creation. Right. Yeah, it, it's, it's so much more like it's one of those things where it, sometimes our part feels like a lot in the moment, but there's so much that can go on without us having to force it. Um, and again, I know we've spoken about this before and I'm stealing this from Abraham Hicks, but it's not about action. It's about inspired action because when it's action out of lack, then all of a sudden it feels like the weight of the world on your shoulders. But when it's inspired action, you are in a free flow, you're enjoying the journey. And there's so many things that are being taken care of for you on autopilot without you having to worry about them. But still, simultaneously, you are doing things that are within your control because you want to, you're enjoying it. I mean, people that play basketball, they enjoy dribbling the ball. They enjoy shooting the ball. They don't enjoy sitting on the bench. Like there's, there comes a point where you want to enjoy the activity that you do while everything else is taken care of for you. And it becomes almost like this wave of positivity, a wave of results, a wave of manifestation, a wave of enjoying your life. Love that. So if somebody wanted to start utilizing our conversation today to utilize the law of attraction, where would you suggest that they start? So I'll actually, I'll tell you what I do every single day and they can do it exactly the way I do it, or they can do it in their own way. Cause that's the beauty of this. You, d- you don't have to follow my instructions exactly. They're there for you if you want them, but you can tweak it in whatever way works for you. But what I do every single day is I pull up my phone. I hit the record button on my recorder app. And I record anywhere from 90 seconds to five minutes of me just talking about all the things I'm grateful for. Then what I do, and this is the part where a person's not required to follow my instructions, but I send that across the country to a friend of mine who does the same thing for me. And we've been doing this every single day for like three and a half years now. And the results and the changes that we've seen in each other's lives in this very easy, very convenient, very um, time-friendly and and user-friendly way of experiencing gratitude It's just there for you. So really, it's my long-winded way of saying, take 90 seconds to five minutes out, whatever you want, whether you're describing it verbally or writing it down or just thinking about it, but just try to focus or think about things that you have in your life to be grateful for. And no matter where you are in your life, no matter what difficulties you might have, there is always something to be grateful for, if nothing more than that heart that's been beating in your chest every single second of every day, of every week, of every month, of every year, of every decade that you've been alive, pumping blood, nutrients, everything to all the other organs that are serving you to say nothing of that best friend who did you a favor back when you needed it. to the people that love you to having a roof over your head, to having food to eat, to having clothes to wear, to having this device that you're listening to this conversation on to so many other different things that you can always very easily think of. And the more you do it, the better you get at it, the better you get at it, the more you enjoy it, the more you enjoy it, the better things come for you. 
Yeah, and I love this. And I love that, it, you know, you have an accountability partner. <laughs> I love that. You know, um, my best friend and I, she, from Christmas, she gave me this lamp. And she has one. And when the lamp goes off, she's hit it on her, uh, you know, side of New Jersey, which means that she's thinking of me. How cool is that? It's so freaking cool. And, you know, I look at the lamp so often, you know, because it's across from my desk. And then sometimes I'll just look up and the lamp is on. But it's a really good reminder for me to go, oh, this is when the lamp's not on. This is just a pause to be grateful. Mm. Um, Warner was, Warner looked at me yesterday and he's like, what's wrong? And I go, I'm a little sad. And he goes, why? I go, because my lamp's not going to go off for four days because she's away. I was like, I'm very depressed. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, but right. Those, so those are real reminders to go tune in and go, oh, wait, this is a chance to practice, you know, being grateful or activating joy, anything. Yes. And here's the thing I recommend, you know, I think that people should take a practice and stick with it if they try to integrate too many practices they wind up doing nothing what are your thoughts about that i'm a proponent of experimenting until you find something you like and then then when you like it yeah you stick with it until you get bored and then if you get bored you you keep looking like my my thing is do something that's consistently um easy and convenient and enjoyable to do and feel free to switch it up for variety but only do it for variety don't do it out of this lackful feeling like all of a sudden you have to try something new or you have to mix it up because any one method alone on its own is always more than enough. And from where I sit, the only purpose of variety is if it's required for you to stay engaged or to find something new because the other thing is not kind of um, getting you excited in the same way. So that's my long-winded way of saying, if you can, like you you said, Jennifer, stick with it. But if you can't, be strategic in finding something that you can stick with again. Yeah. And for me, I also need to, I get bored easily. So even if I like something, I need to kind of switch it up. And I know that about me and I don't try to make it anything different. I I co-create with that. And I think that's a part that people don't understand. Like you have your systems, you have your preferences and you can co-create with those preferences. Yes. It's so much easier. People, they're so much more creative than they give themselves credit for. They're so much more powerful than they give themselves credit for. And this process is technically so much more simpler and enjoyable than people ever realize unless or until they just make the decision to try to engage and just see what happens without any specific requirement or expectation. Love it. So what is, what's been the big question that you've been asking yourself lately? Mm, um, <laughs> so I want to preface this by saying I am, I feel, I'm fortunate that I feel complete in who I am as a person, but I also don't take for granted that there's still something that I might need to discover. So I've been asking like, what, what's, what's still there? What's still missing that I've not discovered yet in this life? What, what is available, whether it's something in service to me in service to others or something else. So I'm just kind of like this um, right now, currently just being this open question or this open invite to any kind of information that is still meant to find me in this lifetime with whatever I'm going to do with it. I love that. That's been the, the trend in different people have said it different ways, but that's been the, the big trend when I asked that question. Um, you know, I think that people who are here to support people on a, a, a spiritual level and help people declare their goodness and, and understand, you know, that conscious connection and really understand the internal landscape. I think 
they are always pursuing those big questions. So Andrew, you're right on target as always. Thank you. Um, how get, let's give out that website address so people can get in contact with you. People can get your book. Where do they find more of you? Sure. It's pretty easy. Just two links. If they want to check out the book, it's, it's on Amazon. And if they want to go to the listing, they just have to go to lastlawofattractionbook.com. And that'll auto forward to Amazon where they can get in Kindle or paperback or audiobook if they prefer that format. But if they don't want to pull out their wallets, that's totally cool. I have free content on YouTube and they should feel welcome to go to youtube.com slash Andrew Cap. Um, you know, I, I teach new methods. Um, sometimes I'll have LOA experts on. I have a few other surprises and we haven't heard it here, but I also have a really silly, weird sense of humor that I embed in some of the videos. And of course, if people want to reach out, there is a contact piece in YouTube. But either way, whether it's the book or the YouTube channel, um, my intention is that some piece of that content serves somebody in a significant way in whatever way works for them. So thanks for uh, the invitation for me to share those links with people. Beautiful. Yay. Okay. My last question is, if you were a magnet on whatever you call your higher powers refrigerator, what would your magnet say? <laughs> it would say it, it, four words, smile. No, really smile. <laughs> That would be the magnet these days. I love it. Well, I want to thank you so much for spending time with me today. Amazing. Thank you Um, you for having me. I love, I I love talking to him because first of all, he's such a great idea person. Um, And because it's just actually great having a conversation with someone who really truly not only knows the law of attraction inside and out, but is utilizing it in a way that's really easy and integrated into your daily life. So thank you so much. Thank you, Jennifer. It's a pleasure to be here. I really appreciate it. Everyone, you've been listening to Ask and Answered by Soul with Jennifer Rizzio. This podcast is dedicated to helping you to understand your soul is the answer. If you're interested in learning more about the answers of your soul, please secure your free sacred practice tool by uh, going to soullanguage.us forward slash sacred practice. And again, please feel free to share this podcast with your community, leave a comment or contact me directly and review it. Thanks again. And please reach out to these guests because they're amazing. And I choose them with deep love and care. So bye for now, everyone. Electric acid. Welcome to the Candle Power Hour. Come with us backstage behind the scenes of show business spanning over four decades and bringing you the experiences that can only be told by the people who were there. Our guests are from the A-list, the F-list, and everyone in between. Get set for some of the most insane, hilarious, and inspiring stories you will ever hear. I'm Mercury. And I'm Diego. Your host for the The Candle Candle Power Power Hour. Today is working for me. Do you believe that for yourself? Hey, I'm Pastor Julie, and I want to empower you through encouragement, inviting you to my podcast, Big Truth Encouragement, where I unpack living a faith-filled life. I created my podcast for the ladies, but gentlemen, you'll gain something too. So I invite you to listen to Big Truth Encouragement on Electricast and any platform where you listen to your podcast. Electricast.